Last week we gave a simple summary of the GAM plan, uh, which is what we're going to be using when the Lord gives us an opportunity to share the gospel. And uh, we just did a really quick summary of it. And so today uh, we want to give some instruction on how to use this effectively and uh, kind of our mindset when using it. And so first we need to talk about the goal of the game plan and of having a gospel conversation with someone. Uh, We want to be very clear on this. The goal is not to get someone to pray the sinner's prayer. That is not the end goal. The goal is not to get someone to pray the sinner's prayer. The goal is to plant the gospel seed in someone's heart whereby the Holy Spirit can bring about uh, that miraculous uh, uh, event of them being born again and entering into an entirely new state of being. Uh, So the goal is to give them the truth necessary for the Holy Spirit to bring about a miracle of them being born again. In John chapter 3, right here in verse 5, Jesus says to Nicodemus, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And so uh, it's a very serious matter we're dealing with, the eternity of this person's soul. And uh, we, we don't just want to get them to the point where, oh, sure, I'll pray that prayer. We're sharing with them truth uh, that, that can radically change their life. And to make the decision to trust Christ is to enter into a a radically different way of life. And so um, we understand that our job is is just that of messengers, of ambassadors. We present the word of God. We compel people to believe and be saved. But then it's in the Lord's hands uh, to bring about that miracle of the new birth. Um, But the, the power is in the word of God, and it's our privilege to share that word of God with people so that they can be born again. 1 Peter 1.23 talks about Uh, how the word of God brings about the new birth. Uh, As Peter writes, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. So as we're sharing the word of God with someone, uh, now they're in a position that they can be saved. And this is what Paul talks about in Romans chapter 10, verses 14 and 17. He says, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Then verse 17. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we have this privilege of presenting the word of God, which can then stimulate faith in the heart of the person and they can make the choice to trust Christ. But if our goal is to get someone to pray a prayer uh, that we're going to run into trouble and um, we're going to only see that as the metric of success um, when, when, when really our, our job is just to present the truth necessary for them to be born again and then let the Holy Spirit do the miracle. Now, we are going to um, practice and be prepared to lead someone in a sinner's prayer if they are ready to believe. And it's very exciting when someone makes that decision the first time we share the gospel with them or... Um, But that is not our goal um, because only the Holy Spirit can really bring about that decision. So hope that makes sense. Um, We will be equipped to lead someone in the sinner's prayer, but that is not the goal and that is not the measure of success. We have been successful if we've been faithful 
to present the truths of the gospel so that there's enough there for the Holy Spirit to bring about the new birth. Now, a couple uh, just simple points or keys to using this plan effectively. Uh, Number one, be friendly. Number one, be friendly. Again, we're, we're planting seed and more, more than likely, especially if we're meeting this person for the first time, we're not going to be the one that leads them to Christ. We're just planting seeds. So what we want to do is keep the door wide open for future soul winners. And this is where I have failed on many occasions um, in my <laughs> spirit or my uh, zeal to preach the truth. Um, I've probably <coughs> shut the door on future soul winners because I wasn't all that friendly. And so don't make the same mistakes that I've made. Uh, Colossians 4, verse 5 through 6. This is a a great reminder for us. It's something we should keep in the forefront of our minds. Walk in wisdom toward them that are without, redeeming the time. Let your speech be always with grace. Always with grace, seasoned with salt, that ye may know how ye ought to answer every man. You know, some people at doors or in soul winning conversations can be very aggravating. And they can just push that button. And, uh, uh, but we've got to determine that our speech would always be with grace. Uh, you know, Jesus is the one speaking here in John chapter 3 as he's sharing the gospel with Nicodemus. And the word of God says in John 1.14 of Jesus, The word was made flesh and dwelt among us. We beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father. And this is how it describes him, full of grace and truth full of grace and truth. Yes, in our gospel presentation, the truth uh, hurts. We're having to tell people they're sinners. We're having to warn people of hell. Uh, And the truth hurts, but we need to make sure that we're always full of grace and truth. And then Titus 3, verses 2 through 4, we don't have time to read all these verses, uh, but there's a great reminder there. The Apostle Paul's urging uh, Titus, uh, a pastor, he says uh, that urge the people and teach them to be gentle, showing all meekness unto all men. Why? For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving divers' lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. But after that, the kindness and love of God our Savior toward man appeared. So the point he's making there is don't be impatient or unkind to an unbeliever, maybe for how they respond to you and you're trying to share the gospel or how they behave, because that was once you. And had God not been merciful and gracious to you, you'd still be just like that. And this is a great reminder for us to be patient with unbelievers because that was us at one point. And for those of us who've grown up in church, Uh, like Marvin and Bethel, sometimes easy for us to take for granted all that we've been given. Um, But who knows where we would be had we not had the privilege of growing up in church and hearing the gospel at a young age. So we've got to keep that in mind and that'll help us be gracious and patient with people. So number one is be what? Friendly. Friendly. Ooh, let's say that like we mean it. Be Friendly. friendly. And then number two, be focused. Be focused. And as we learned with Operation Go, I love the the statement that they make. Stay on the track. Stay on the track. 
The Lord Jesus gives a tremendous example of this in John chapter 3 and John chapter 4. He's got laser focus on getting the gospel to these people and confronting them about their need for the new birth. And he's not going to be distracted by any question. He, he's, he's got this laser focus and he stays on the track. And with Nicodemus, there's all sorts of things that they could have talked about. You know, Nicodemus, from the, from the get-go of the conversation, he's talking about, oh, wow, you're doing all these great deeds and miracles. Jesus didn't take any time to talk about that. He got right to the point and said, you need to be born again. And so we've got to follow that example to stay on the track because uh, we can't assume that the lost person is going to have the spiritual discernment to, to necessarily want to listen or uh, to, to, to be focused. So the onus is on us to be focused. And the enemy does everything he can to throw in distractions or random questions. And we've got to keep in mind that um, advice we got from Operation Go, you can very kindly kind of set questions to the side by saying something like this. That is a great question. But do you mind if I just set that over here until we finish talking about this? And when we're done talking about this, I think we'll be able to answer that question for you. And normally that works great. And by the end of the conversation, they forgot about that question. And it was just a red herring that the, the enemy brought up to try to distract from the gospel. So number one, be what? And number two, be focus. And then number three, be filled. Be filled. Filled with what? Well, first of all, be filled with the scriptures. Filled with the scriptures. We've already mentioned that the power is in the word of God to bring about the new birth. And so uh, the, the power is not in our charisma or, or our great personality. It's in the word of God. And we've got to be filled with the word of God. So we're ready to give people uh, the, the, the truths that they need to be born again. John 3 verse 11 I love this. The Lord Jesus says, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, we speak that we do know and testify that we have seen and ye receive not our witness. If, if we only have a surface kind of understanding of the verses on the GAM plan and we're kind of just parroting phraseology and stuff and it's not really in our hearts, we're not really filled with the scripture, filled with these truths, if they're not real to us, our presentation of the gospel is going to appear very mechanical. And that's where we end up looking more like salesmen than like someone's friend. And so we've got to be filled with the scriptures. These truths have to be real to us in our hearts. Uh, Colossians 3.16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. And so what's going to be critical to our success as soul winners is our own devotional lives, how much time we spend on a daily basis studying the Word of God, meditating on it, uh, our commitment to study the Scriptures and memorize them will be critical to our success. Uh, we're not going to be effective soul winners and have kind of a lackadaisical attitude uh, toward Bible study, memorization, meditating on the Word of God. We've got to be filled with it. Every effective soul winner throughout history has had a, a, a warehouse of gospel truth uh, stored inside them. And they have access to truths at a moment's notice to share with the person. Uh, Brother Kenor, we've talked about him, that wall he has of all these scriptures he's memorized to deal with different individuals. R.A. Torrey's book on evangelism is just really a compendium of different verses to deal with different types of people. 
And so it's going to take a lot of work, uh, but we've got to labor to be filled with the scriptures. And so this GAM plan really urge you to begin studying the scriptures on it. Look up the different words. Uh, look up the context of each passage. Let this start to fill your heart. Uh, commit these verses to memory. Uh, each week we're going to have particular memory verses, but this is going to take time at home for us to really fill ourselves with the truth. And let's not just depend on our, our past experiences at church or our previous Bible knowledge. We need to be constantly working at this and, and growing, being filled with the Scripture. And then, of course, be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. <clears throat> the GAM plan by itself won't bring a person to Christ. Only the Holy Spirit will. And so we've got to rely on Him. We can't be relying on our knowledge of a plan or even the Scriptures we've memorized. We've got to be in that moment relying on the Holy Spirit and, and filled with Him. We, we're studying this plan so that we can be equipped and so that we know step by step how to explain the gospel logically. Uh, but the Holy Spirit um, knows the hearts of men better than we do. And he might know that a verse that's not on this plan needs to be shared with this individual. Or he might know that we should shut down the conversation <coughs> sooner than we normally would. Or there's all sorts of things that the Holy Spirit knows that we don't. And so we've got to be relying on his leading and filled with the Spirit. And this is, this is critical so that we don't rush someone to try to make a decision or pray a prayer uh, that they're not ready for. And uh, the example here in John chapter 3 and verse 9, Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can these things be? He's so confused when Jesus is trying to explain the new birth. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel and knowest not these things? So if, if Nicodemus, a Bible scholar was totally confused and needed more explanation. Um, you know, who are we to think that in, in 10 minutes, someone who's never heard anything about the Bible is, is going to be able to grasp all of it. It's going to take quite a bit of time with most people. And so we've got to be patient. And this is why the pastor has asked, and we're going to be adding this to the next time we print it. But on the back uh, for draw the net in this area, if they're ready, of course, we'll draw the net. Maybe they've had past Bible knowledge, or they've got childlike faith, they get it, uh, there's no reason to delay, we'll certainly draw the net. But with most people at this juncture, is going to be a good time to offer a Bible study and say, would you like to learn more about this, um, about making a decision to trust Christ? And so we'll offer a Bible study with most individuals. That's going to be the best route to take. They're going to need more instruction in the Word of God. And so... Uh, the three rules or keys to using this plan effectively, number one, be Attentively. number two, be Focus. and number three, be yes. filled with the scriptures and with the Holy Spirit.